Get to know Michael Kilgore. The singer, songwriter, and activist talks about his album, A Man Born Black, and making music with a very important message. All right, I am most excited about my guest today, Mr. Michael Kilgore. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. I'm so hyped to be here with you. <laughs> thank you. All right, well, welcome to the show. Although we are just meeting, let me announce I am a fan of your talent already. <laughs> yeah, now I'm blushing. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was all on iTunes, like, let me find this album. It's so good. Thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. As a singer, songwriter, and activist, which I love, what inspired your affinity for creating music? Well, for me, I think it is just my way of trying to let people know who I am. Um, I'm one of those, I was one of those kids who was always like, see me, because I'm real short. Um, so I think music was my way of being big and being seen. And I'm now as an adult, I feel like it's my way of trying to giving people a window into the real me. That's fantastic. I love that so much. And you know, your sound is so multifaceted and your range is incredible at your soulful ballads. How do you personally describe the music that you create from its lyricism to melody? Well, first of all, you really know how to woo a brother. You're saying <laughs> all the right things and it sounds so good. Um, but what um, my, where my sound comes from, hmm. Um, I really think it's like a mixture of all the things that my mom and my grandma and everybody that I grew up with listened to and that input is the output. So um, my album is, is such a love letter to soul music of the 70s, 80s, 90s, there's even some 60s in there where I'm just paying tribute to all these artists who have touched my artistry so intensely and they really have painted the whole landscape of what American music is. I, I want my brand to be reclaiming all this good music. Black people did that in America, so the American sound is black sound. Yes, beautiful sound, black sound, and you could hear the old to the previous generations of music, you know, but then it also has your own flavor in it as well. So I like that you take the old school, create the new new and improved Michael Kilgore. I went way back on your YouTube, way back to 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how your voice is still sounds the same, you know, but I hear like a theater sound in your voice. Did you start in theater? I actually did. Well, I started professionally as a theater artist. I've been on Broadway, multiple shows. I did Hair on Broadway, Motown on Broadway. I've done the first national tour of Book of Mormon. I've done um, lots of things on and off. And um, I, I would say that that theatrical experience has really grown my pen as well as my performance because you know that's a world where you got to rain and shine eight times a week. You got to hit that stage and hit it right. So my goal is to bring that level of excellence to everything that I do. Wow, so to go from theater Broadway to independently producing your own music, now you're in a recording studio. How how has that dynamic changed for you? You know, what do you like about the difference? <laughs> when you learn you can't sing as loud, you gotta kinda shut, shut up a little bit, the room is smaller. Um, also, it is, it's such a different skill. Um, singing in the studio and singing on stage, it is, it's a little nerve wracking because you know that whatever you do is going to be the version that everyone remembers. And I have friends who are like, you sang it different. And I was like, I don't remember what I did in the studio. Like, 
leave me alone. Um, Seven hundred takes. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I, but I really love um, the studio because then I get to be a big nerd, and I get to say, oh no, do it like this, and let's try this, and let's play with that, and let's get it exactly how we want it. So I'm actually thankful because my team really um, made sure that I wasn't too analytical. Um, my producer, Jamison Ross, who is a spectacular artist in his own right, he actually was one of those people in the studio who would say, all right, Michael, that was it. The feeling is right. Let it go. I was like, okay, I trust you. I trust you. So, <laughs> a you lot of people like, hey, are you sure? Are you <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> but we had to move on. So he was like, ah, you can't go back now. So. Well, so that I, level of protection, per, perfection that you have in your music, it, it, it exudes. So, you know, you care about the, having the best sound, the best take, you know, and- um, I, really, I really care about the message. And mm -hmm. I, care, I think that's the theater in me too. Mm -hmm. I care that the story is clear for everybody listening and that when you leave it, you're not just going, ooh, that sounded great. Mm -hmm. Oh, I felt that. And when people say things like that to me, it's the highest compliment in the world. Absolutely, I can totally understand that. So t let's talk about your single, Pass Me That Vaporizer. It's a uh, good it's got a little groove. Wait, yeah, that's yeah. the first thing that I heard from you, right? So then I go back yeah. and I wanted to listen to your other discography, right? And I was like, oh, this this man is singing like beautiful, soulful ballads that just bring goosebumps to your arm. So, I mean, how was the change? That was a change up for you, right? To do like a Caribbean beat? That was different for you, huh? It was a change up. Well, for me, I think that it was, um, there's this very famous picture of Stevie Wonder and um, Bob Marley together. And to me, this song is like me hearing what that possibly sounded like. Um, I wanted to write something that was a metaphor on, uh, this is, I'm trying to be deep. It was a metaphor for what Michelle Obama said when she said, when they go low, we go high. So I said, okay, we go high, we go high, we go high. And I was like, oh, okay, well, the vaporizer, you know, when they go low, we go high. And as I began to write the song, it kind of took that idea and transformed it into me writing a song that was kind of like a musical self-portrait where I was able to say, this is who I am, this is what I feel, this is what I stand for. And um, that people like it and they're grooving to it, it just feels crazy to me. I, I didn't realize that it would um, be so, so beloved because I love it so much. You know, it's a creative ode to the essence of beautiful, powerful black man. I'm married to a black man, so I, I'm all for the black man. So the cinematography of the music video, I feel is stunning. What was that experience working with Paul A. Notice the second? Oh my goodness, that I was- your vision to life, I know, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, Paul is my friend, so it okay. was to work with a friend. But also, I wanted to, to do this video in a place that was about black, um, peace. It was a place of oasis for black black folks, especially black men. So doing it in a barbershop was incredible. And as a queer black man, it was extra special for me because that was a place that that for a lot of queer folk is a very difficult space. And I said, you know what? This is a space for all of us black folk. And I want to make sure that this video feels like a real harbor for all of us. And and I got that feeling from the moment we stepped 
into the barbershop to the moment that the video premiered. And uh, I am so, so proud of it. So proud. So Penny's Barbershop is here in Chicago, where I am. Are you mm -hmm. from Chicago? Yes. No, I'm not. My sister is from Chicago. My stepsister is from um, Cicero. Okay. So I spent a lot of time in Chicago, but to be on the South Side, which I love, I've spent a lot of time in Chicago and um, broke a lot of hearts in Chicago. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I love it there. I love. I it. gotta know. Okay, my favorite part of the video which I'm pretty sure is a popular part, is how you had the picture frames singing your lyrics. That was like genius to me. So where well, did that idea come from? That was the that was the beginning of the video. Like in my mind, I was like, this is what I want it to be. I want it to be one of those classic barbershop posters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my manager, David Hargret was like, Okay, okay, let's see if we can make that happen. And like he does with almost every one of my ideas, he just pushed until it came to life. Where did this sea of beautiful black men come from? You just cast it? They all look good, yeah. <laughs> I wanted it to be a cornucopia of delicious blackness <laughs> so that everyone has something, you know, it's like when you open up the box of chocolates and it's like, I may not like coconut, but I like this one. <laughs> um, so the lighting and everything, because you know that's a skill to like brown skin. No, it's a, it's a real talent. So I was like, everybody's lit well. Like everyone was lit well. <laughs> everyone was. Everyone knew the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we had a we had a casting, and it ended up just being a whole bunch of friends that were. Wow. Like, and then I was like, man, all my friends look good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, maybe maybe I'm not so bad. If I'm around, they definitely. You know, I feel like they might rub off on me a little bit. That is amazing. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So in this social climate of protest against racial discrimination and violence in the community, your album, A Man Born Black, is so timely. A deep and memorable line in your song is, this is our current situation. We're sick and tired of conversation. Why was it important to include that lyric in your song? Because I want us to get past talking about it, and I want us to really be about it and not just white people showing up for black people, but I wanted men to show up for women and straight people and cis people to show up for trans people and for queer people. I wanted us all to say, you know what, are we gonna be the change that we wanna see in this world? And I think so. And also I think I'm tired as a black person having to prove to white people that I'm worthy. I don't wanna talk about it anymore. You've seen all the things that black culture has bestowed and blessed American culture with. If that's not enough, then we have another situation and I don't feel like it's gonna be talking. I feel like the next time we meet, it won't be to have a talk if you can't understand that. Well, you are worthy and your music makes us feel worthy. Um, as a black male in this world, how does it feel to write lyrics that encourage and inspire others? Cause you said it's about the message. I mean, the melody is great, but it's about your, the message for you. Well, you know, that's a church boy. I mean, more than just a melody, you know, you have more than a melody. Um, but I, I feel like it is um, a very holy, sacred space to be in a place where when people listen to your words, it touches their heart and it um, affects them. So I take it really seriously. I don't take myself seriously, but I do take that very seriously. And um, it is a very, a very big responsibility. And um, I'm just, I'm sounding so churchy now, but I'm prayerful 
that I will never lose the reverence for what it is to write something down, to say it out loud, and for people to hear it and hide it in their heart. I understand. Well, I want to thank you <laughs> for creating music that touches so many people, you know, for creating music that's true to you. Because, I mean, you know, the music industry goes a lot of different ways, but to create music that is is, is, is amazing and you're amazing so it's been a pleasure chatting with you if anybody is interested in following your journey purchasing your music and just keeping up with you how, how do they do that well you can follow me everywhere on social media at m-y-k-a-l-k-i-l-g-o-r-e you can go to my website michaelkilgore.com and please 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 if you like good music pick up my debut album a man born black we will do that. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been a pleasure. You take care, you stay safe, and I can't wait to share this video with you. Take care of yourself. I can't wait for coronavirus to be over so I can get on that couch. <laughs> I want the full version. Right, the real thing.